Welcome once again to Zen Chakra. The goal of this podcast is to bring you the best tips and techniques from some of the best minds in the New Age sector. This is a place that explores philosophies behind things like meditation, the law of attraction, power of creation, universal laws, energy healing, EFT, chakras, yoga, and so much more. Join me each month as I open up the conversation and hopefully help you on your journey to enlightenment. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to Zen Chakra. I'm your host Amanda and today's guest is Annette Bingham, a holistic wellness practitioner. Annette has been a gifted wellness practitioner for over 11 years. She began her journey working with people and animals as a Reiki practitioner and then went on to become a highly sought after licensed massage therapist. As she worked more and more with people, she saw a need to expand her modalities in order to work on a deeper level with each individual. Over the years, she's had an added and impressive array of healing modalities like Reiki, massage therapy, emotional freedom, theta healing, transpersonal hypnosis, raindrop technique, flower essences, energy healing, and retrieval so that she can design each session for individuals to produce really those maximum healing benefits because each one of us really is different. Because of the modalities that are used, many sessions can successfully be done at a distance which allows her to reach clients across the globe. Annette believes in giving each client tools so that they can take the responsibility of their own wellness journey which encompasses the mind, body, and spirit. I just love that. Not only does Annette work with the human form, she also works with our four-legged friends, offering energy healing and communication to ease anxiety and stress so that they too can live better lives. Join me as I sit down today with Annette to discuss different types of healing methods, energy vibrations, animal communication, and past life regression. Annette, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here today. It is an honor. I'm so glad to be here. Awesome. Well, you've been doing this work for over 10 years. What got you interested in holistic healing? It's almost been 11 or 12 years now. Time just has flown. Um, Holistic healing has always been an interest to me. My mom was always interested in alternative things, and uh, we have some supposedly have some healers in our background, great-grandmother and maternal great-grandmother, and uh, it just made sense to me. And I was, growing up, I was taken to the doctor quite often and found that medication really had a negative effect on me. So I definitely had to search out different things as I became an adult to work with um you know, allergies, headaches, you know, just stress, those types of things. And that's how I got into it. I decided that after years and years of work uh, doing other things, this is the path I wanted to follow. And I wanted to help other people find that path also and find some relief from the things that bothered them physically, emotionally, and spiritually um, so that's how I got into it, and I love it. Now, you're, uh, you have a whole array of things that you offer, which we're going to get into today, but 
do you find that a lot of people have a negative uh, effect to modern medicine? Well, and I don't want to bash modern medicine because we do need need it at times. It's it's very important. I like to say that what I do complements what the doctors are doing. Um, I absolutely believe that the energy work I do helps with medication, helps with the side effects, helps it work better. Um, I also believe that we are over-medicated as a nation, and we need to find other ways. Um, I do feel that a lot of people are having these um, negative effects, but then we just treat them with another medication. Sure. You know, and so it's a vicious cycle. Um, For instance, my father... When he was alive, he was on a, oh, I mean, when he would go to the doctor, he would have a big Ziploc bag full of medications. And it was one medication for this and then one medication to counteract the, the side effects of that one and then another medication to counteract the side effects of the other one. And when he was taken off of a lot of that medication, he began to feel better. So I really feel like we are over-medicated and um, people do have the side effects and a lot of people are looking for alternatives now. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that we have become a society very dependent on a pill. There's something that uh, I don't feel well, I'm not happy, so there's got to be a pill for it. Instant results. Instant gratification. There's definitely a huge push happening. I feel it. I think anybody who does energy work feels it of just really getting back to basics and really maybe sitting in that ailment a little bit and kind of figuring out what's going wrong at an energetic level before going to that pill. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think I, I know the people who come to me are saying, I'm tired of it. You know, I'm tired of the cycle. I want to know what's going on with my body. And a lot of it, I'm a firm believer that 99% of the things that we're experiencing physically are because of emotional and spiritual things happening to us. And as a result, the medication just dulls the actual topic that we need to be sitting with and figuring out and letting go or working through and you know as a result we take a pill because we we don't know that we need to sit with it and we don't know that there's a different reason why we're experiencing these physical things yeah i uh i wasn't really familiar with energy work i wasn't really i mean i knew about auras and and i knew about chakras but i i didn't really know uh what they could offer us or what they could give us and it was put on my radar about three years ago i had a really sharp pain in my left side and i had no idea what it was and i had gone to an intuitive and she told me that my she didn't know that i was having this pain but she told me that my energy Uh, pattern on my left side 
had a huge hole in it. And I was like, mm-hmm. how do you know this? And, you know, she's in California and I'm in Tennessee. And I'm like, how on God's green earth does this gal know this? And she said, you really need to sit in meditation and you need to work on your sacral chakra and your root chakra. You've got something going on at a deeper level. And there was something that started in your energy and then went down to an actual physical ailment. So you need to figure out why or what the root of that is. And I was like, huh. You know, I had never heard of that before. Uh, It's it's really awesome when, when you can tune into somebody and find somebody who is willing. And that's one of the things with my clients. I always say, are you willing to do the work? Because there is no quick answers to any of this. Um, we are at a time and place that we are needing to be healed on a much deeper level. And that's what the energy work does. It, you know, she was able to tune into your energy, see that hole, see that imbalance, and then was able to intuitively tell you what you needed to do. And And I was surprised that, you know, she told me, look into your energy, sit in it, work on your chakras before you consider surgery. And I thought, well, this gal is nuts. Right. I'm being told to be (laughs) rushed into surgery ASAP. This was in April of 09. And she's like, you, the, the doctor was telling me, we need to get you scheduled now. This is a life altering decision. If we Mm -hmm. don't get you in this, this could kill you. And I'm thinking, Okay, I've got one gal where that's where my heart is. I'm really, even though I'm thinking, wow, this gal's kind of crazy, but at the same time, she she can see things. Something is definitely going on. But my heart was more with her than I was with the doctor. But I'm still kind of in the middle there going, oh, Jesus, what do I do? How do I handle this? And I I had a similar incident. except I was not as uh, in tune at that time with myself because of uh, I had been going through a really difficult time. My dad was dying of cancer. Um, I had a son who was very ill um, and and uh, had been living with me and had just moved out. Um, I was really going through some transitions and had been for the past year and a half. And one New Year's Eve... I became very ill, and I thought, oh, it's just a stomach virus. And as I, nobody was in town, none of my family, everybody, it's Chris, you know, New Year's Eve, everybody's out of town. And I'm sitting there for three days, and finally I decide, you know, I better go to the doctor. Because I couldn't, I was doing energy work on myself, but it just didn't, because I was so sick, it wasn't flowing I was too blocked. So I went to the doctor and the doctor took one look at me and said, we're doing some blood work. And then you are, after we get the results back from that, you're going to the hospital. And I said, okay. (laughs) So I, (laughs) I drove myself to the hospital and, um, they were, they immediately whisked me into a room and hooked me up and did cat scans and everybody was tiptoeing around me, you know, um, putting me on pain meds because I was in such pain. And I mean, it was just so unreal because this was not 
something I would have normally done. And I ended up, point of the story was, I ended up having surgery. They removed a tumor from my abdomen that was probably the size, he said, of a honey bun. And said, you know, it wasn't cancerous, but um, it would have done a lot of damage and uh, could have possibly uh, killed me. And I sat there and I uh, reflecting on it and I'm thinking, okay, let me look at the two years past and all that negativity that I had been taking in and not spending the time on myself to release and have work done for myself and take care of myself ended up in that tumor. You manifested it. I did, absolutely. And people say, well, you know, how did you do that? Because I didn't do my work. I didn't sit with it. I didn't realize what was going on until it was too late. Yep. And then I had to have something done. That's that's what I did too. They removed a, tur- a, a tumor from my left side. It, mm-hmm. Mine was the size of a football. Oh my mine word! Mine was massive, but it was the same thing. It was a lot of negativity. There was a lot of trauma sure. in my life. So I think that's really important for our listeners. Is that you know if you've if you've got a lot of that going on in your life, you need to be reflective. One to be aware of it and to know that it's happening, and two to make sure you cleanse yourself and to clear it. Oh, absolutely. And that's that's the most important thing. And I know we're in when we're in the midst of all the turmoil and the stresses, we don't often think about it, but with the first pain that we get, whether it be a stiff back, a sharp pain someplace, a stiff knee, whatever, we need to stop and take a look because that's not where our bodies are meant to be. Our bodies are meant to be in, in health and work well. And it's only when we don't release those things that we then start manifesting all these physical things that take over. Yeah. Well, you do three types of quote-unquote energy work. You do mm-hmm. EFT, Reiki, and Theta Healing. So right. for those who are listening today who are maybe new to the idea or thought of what energy healing is and uh, what we're talking about, um, what are these types of energy healings and how can you use them on a more individual basis? Well, Reiki is where I, I started that was the catalyst that catapulted me into all these other things. Um, Reiki is a form of energy healing that is just uses the universe's energy to clear us, to balance us, so that our bodies can heal itself. When a Reiki practitioner puts their hands on you, they are channeling universal energy through themselves, so they're not depleting their energy into you and balancing out your body, releasing all those blockages, balancing the chakras so that your body can then become a healing machine again, like it's supposed to be. Um, 
when people learn to do Reiki, when it's passed on to them, then they can do it for themselves. And every night when I fall asleep now, my hands, I put my hands, I've got two spots over my heart and over my solar plexus. And that's how I fall asleep, just channeling the Reiki. And it helps me to fall asleep. Emotional freedom technique, EFT, is a really simple tapping on meridian points. It's kind of like a needleless version of uh, acupuncture. And you just simply tap on, there's a recipe, a basic recipe, you tap on the same ones every time. And what happens is it also helps to unblock different blockages that you might have. Now with EFT, there is a point where you're, you're, you're trying to figure out what is going on inside, emotionally, spiritually, physically. And so you'll be doing, you know, if you work with a practitioner, what you do is find out where the level of anxiety or pain is, 0 to 10, and then you come up with an affirmation, or the practitioner will help you come up with an affirmation to say while you're tapping. And then you reassess where that anxiety or pain level is, and you keep tapping until it gets down to zero. During that tapping process, something else may come up. So you may get these little branches. You know, you may start one area but branch off in another direction. And all that is doing is just peeling away the layers of uh, what's going on with you so that you can get back to that balanced part of yourself. Very fascinating and a lot of fun to do. Uh, anybody can learn it. Children. I have taught a uh, 10-year-old gymnast how to tap because she had anxiety before meets. And... Um, her mom was in telling me that she was showing all her friends how to tap hmm. so that they would not get anxious before, before their meets. Theta healing is um, really a meditative process where the practitioner, along with the person, the client, goes up into a theta brainwave, which is very much connected to your higher consciousness and to what people would consider the God self or the universal self. And within that state of consciousness, shifts can be made, helping that person make shifts in their consciousness um, to change thought patterns, to change perspectives, um, helps them release certain things, helps them get in touch with their higher consciousness also. So those are three forms of energy work that I do, and I know there's many, many more out there. Yeah, and these are probably considered the more common ones. Do you typically use them in combination with each other? I, I know everything that you do is more on an individual basis, but do you find that it's easier to work with somebody if you use all three, or is it really individual oh I'm every time I touch a person or work with a person I am doing Reiki so that's always going on 
Um, I often incorporate EFT, emotional freedom technique, with hypnosis. Um, I often, you know, I mean, I'm, I do combine things quite often in a session. I, I intuitively try to figure out what the person needs, and we just kind of go from there. Uh, usually it doesn't take very long to assess what they need, and then as we go along, um, new things will pop up, and then we can work on those. So within a session, I may be doing, you know, two or three different uh, techniques for that person. Yeah, and I think it's important to say I've done all three of these, and stuff is going to come up. Um, you're going to, you know, really, whatever that underlying issue is with yourself in order to get over that hurdle to get whatever, to whatever the light at the end of the tunnel is for you, um, whether it's fear, anxiety, unworthiness, I mean, stuff is going to come up, but it's going to allow that release to happen. It's, it's quite extraordinary. I really love to see that process take place when a person comes in and, you can see confusion on their face, and you can you can see their their body language is uh, depressed or just not very open. And as you begin to talk and allow them to vent to you what's going on, and then you start into a process of healing, it's so fun to watch that clarity come over their face as they go, oh. <laughs> you yeah, it's know? like enlightenment unfolding I, I, in front of you. Right. And it's like, oh, my goodness, I didn't realize that was tied into that, but I know it is now. And then we can work on releasing that and clearing the energy um, around them and in them to uh, help that release. So are there some tools or tricks for those who are listening? Are, are there any quick little quick tips that you have for clearing energy or just getting in balance that they can do? You know, one of the fastest and easiest way of becoming in balance is the breath. We don't realize how often we don't breathe <laughs> during the day. If you will watch yourself, and I challenge everybody to do this, watch yourselves during one just one day or even a few hours and notice how many times you're holding your breath or you're breathing very, very shallow and you're not nourishing your body, you're not nourishing your brain or your spirit by doing that. By breathing, taking three deep breaths, just stopping for a moment, taking three deep breaths into the lungs, watching your abdomen expand, releasing it either through the nose or through the mouth, it doesn't matter, and then taking another one, releasing that, taking another one, and then releasing that, that will help balance a person out quicker than almost anything. If While they don't doing know that, it, is it important to hold an intention or anything or just clear everything out? You know, usually when... When we get stressed, we don't necessarily think of what's going on. We just know we're stressed. We're going, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do next. I just, I, I'm flustered. I, you know, all the, all the above. They just, 
they don't know what they're doing. They just get really stressed. If they can just stop and take those three breaths and then just be still for just a moment, then they will be have more clarity on what's going on with themselves and what they need to tackle next. It brings clarity to you. It opens up your mind. It opens up your spirit. And that's what you want to do. That is one of the best ways to really just become in balance again. And if you can practice that daily, finding yourself getting stressed or just needing a quick break, that will energize you so much. Um, Another thing is um, if you're, and I know so many people throughout the day, they find themselves um, tired, you know, that you get in the afternoon and you're going, oh my goodness, I don't know if I can make it through the rest of the day. There's a, a technique called the thymus knock. You know, your thymus gland is right in the upper chest area. And if you can just take your knuckles and just rapidly tap on that area right where your collarbone is, just tap, 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 tap. That really wakes that thymus up. That really wakes you up and gives you a lot more energy. That also will help balance you out. So those are some things that I would highly recommend just practicing. The thymus one works really well. I, I've done that when I've had a really draining day and I'm mm-hmm. exhausted. I will just get up, get away from my computer, walk outside for a minute, um, do a little bit of deep breathing. Deep Breathing is something that I can definitely attest to. That's something, thank God for yoga, that it's really taught me the importance of just breathing like you oh, said. Absolutely. Many of us have shallow shallow breathing and oh, we yes. do when we're in a state of anxiety we you know hold our breath and and we don't realize that we're doing it so i love those those are some great tips and they're so easy yeah and that's the thing is i don't think people realize uh you know sometimes they i, I it must be our our egos we, that logical mind we always want to complicate things and make it much more difficult than it really needs to be right And that's one of the things with my clients. You know, we don't have the time so often to take a retreat, you know, and spend days away to get ourselves balanced and and back in the, you know, the ohm. And, you know, we just don't have that time. Well, we we failed to make the time to make those things happen. So I think it's important to... Really, even if you give yourself 15 minutes a day, just to have that reflective time and that, Mm -hmm. you know, just to, like you said, take those deep breaths and really go inward, it will change your life. It absolutely will. So that you don't hold that energy and get a tumor in your abdomen. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So this kind of leads into uh, one of the questions that I had for you. Uh, which also leads into uh, past life regression, which I really want to get into with you. Okay. But we we all hold on to gunk. I, I call it gunk because mm-hmm. um, we can carry gunk from our childhood or, you know, early on that we don't even know 
it could have been an incident that we had when we were four years old and we don't even recall it now, but it, it's weighing us down in some way. Yes. So a lot of us hold on to abandonment issues, fear. A lot of us deal with unworthiness, shame, you know, just all those uh, real sure. lower negative vibrations. When we're dealing with energy work, what are the best ways to really move us past those hurdles? Would it be something like EFT or are there other tips and tricks? Well, I think anything that is a whole body, whole person uh, healing is something that will help. And everybody's different. Not everybody likes EFT. Not everybody likes Reiki. Not every, you know, you have to find what speaks to you. Um, I really love what you said about, you know, you can't hang on to things and you don't even, you don't even realize it until you're an adult sometimes. Some people never know. They never never know and they never know what's going on and why they're having these feelings. So it's very, very important, I feel, to not just brush that aside and say, oh, that's just who I am. Because I've heard people say that. You know, I have anxiety because that's just who I am. I have these, I can't have a relationship because that's just who I am. You know, and... Self-fulfilling prophecy. Sure. But what can happen is using any of these techniques, you can actually reach down and find out what is going on. And then you're able to, if you can't fix it if you don't know what it is. Exactly. So you figure out what it is by sitting with it, being willing to find out what it is, which is huge, being willing to, and then finding ways to release it through energy work, even body work. Um, I work a lot with flower essences, which... I use a lot for clients in connection with the other energy work to help them release those things that they need to release. And it is important for us to do that. So my recommendation is is for each person to, what is calling you? Does Reiki call you? Does that feel good to you? Does EFT, does that sound like something that you could go for? Um, theta, body work, flower essences, what really speaks to you and move toward that. Um, and number one thing is you have to be willing to release because if you're not, none of that's going to work anyway. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and really be open to release the logical mind don't try to think it through really honor your intuitive self and honor what you're drawn to there's a reason for it right and I work with people a lot on getting in touch with their intuitive nature Uh, we all have intuition Um, we just don't all listen to it well I I think that I did the interview that I had with Melissa last month. She brought up an excellent point. She is from the UK. She taught elementary school in the UK. And when she moved to the States 12 years ago, she started teaching elementary school here. And she ended up having to get out of it. She said that the school systems here 
beat the natural and spiritual out of us and really hone in on our logical mind and they yes. really want to beef that up and we get to the point by the time we're teenagers we are it's like we're doing uh gym class for logic mind and we're not exercising our spiritual self so we lose it absolutely and and we can get it back i mean that is something that if you want it it's there and it's waiting and more than happy to show up for you if you really want it to happen yeah and just really trust the process just absolutely have talked about this before but when i started getting into crystal healing i wanted a clear quartz crystal necklace because i was told that that was just a good general overall life force energy necklace to have mm -hmm. well wouldn't you know the one that came in the mail was pink rose quartz Ah. And so I thought, all right, I'm just going to trust the process. This is what I needed for now. Mm -hmm. And I went ahead and I got the other one too. But, you know, sometimes you need to honor just, just trust in it. Don't get upset. Just know that it happened for a reason. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it makes our days go much easier that way. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Much easier. So I've never had a past life regression. Uh, I've had mm -hmm. friends who have discovered enormous ahas about themselves talking about that gunk that we were just talking about a lot of us carry gunk from past lives we carry mm -hmm. over habits and patterns and uh, hurdles we we come to crossroads in our life and part of the reason we're here is to overcome those hurdles to learn a lesson so tell us a little bit about what past life regression is and how it can help us overcome some of those patterns and habits well, you know, I've had a lot of people say, well, I don't believe in past life regressions. And I'm going, okay, well, then let's just do this and see where it leads. Even if it's not a true past life, there is a lesson there for you. If it is a true past life, even more fun. You know, um, what happens in a past life regression is is we go back, when when I'm doing these with people, we decide on what is an issue that they're going through right now that they would like clarity on? It might be a relationship with somebody that they're having a difficult time with. It might be a fear. Um, it might be that they're, they're just stuck and they can't move forward and they're wondering why. So when we go into the past life regression, we find out, okay, how many past lives do we need to visit to really get clarity on this and it's usually one or two maybe three that that we'll go into and what happens is you revisit and you see in a very non um there's no danger in it you know you're not going to um feel that pain unless you choose to and I, I try to guide the people to view it as looking from the outside in and what we do is we go through and we begin to experience what is going on at that point in time in their life who's in their life maybe there are people from this lifetime too that they're experiencing the things with and as they experience those things, they have a better understanding 
of what it is that has carried over into this lifetime. With understanding comes the ability to then release it and, you know, just, just understand it better and tolerate it if you feel like you need to continue with it. Um, but it, it, it gives you an opportunity to see the root of where it came from. Can you give and, us maybe an example? Yeah. Um, let's see. I had an example of, um, well, okay, for my son. For instance, um, my son was experiencing a lot. He thought it was a heart problem, and he was only in his 20s. And he went to the doctor, and they hooked him up to machines, and they looked around and couldn't find, you know, anything wrong with him. They had him hooked up to a monitor 24 hours so they could monitor when it was, you know, his heart was beating irregularly. And um, nothing was wrong with his heart. So I, I had him go to a really, really good intuitive uh, healer in the area that we were living. And the first thing she said to him, it, his, the pain was on his left side and, you know, where the heart was. And the person said, have you ever had an injury to your left side? And he said, no. And she said, well, you know what? It's not your heart, it's your spleen. Your spleen is spasming, and it makes it feel like your heart is beating irregularly. So, of course, that took a lot of pressure off of him. So I did Reiki on him every day for about a week, and it got better. And um, kind of started popping up again, and I said, well, let's do a past life. So we did a past life regression on him, and he wasn't really into it. <laughs> Of um, <laughs> I mean, he's he believes in all of this, but he's he's like, okay, my mom's going to do a past life, you know, okay, whatever. <laughs> and so I got it him. It probably on, made him feel vulnerable. It did. It did. And so we were doing the past life regression. And he was in uh, a wagon with another man. And he was a younger, younger man, a uh, younger boy. And the wheel broke. And so he was out trying to fix it. And this man was not a very nice man. And, you know, the poor little kid was trying to fix this and ended up falling and stabbing himself in the left side with part of the wood from the wheel. Mm. And this man just said, well, I'm going to go get help and walked off. And left him there. Left him there. And so what I do during a past life regression is I always regress a person to their dying scene. And it's very, um, there's no, (laughs) it's revealing and there's no uh, pain or, you know, you you go through it very unemotionally. And uh, what happened was that he died right there. And when he came back from the past life regression, he said, you know, that made a lot of sense. And it did to me, too. Um, And he was able to recognize who that other man was in this lifetime, which also made a lot of sense. And from that time, he didn't have that pain anymore. 
he was able to release that. He knew where it came from. Interesting. So what is it about knowing the why that helps us move on? You know, I think it's just the idea that as human beings, we want to know why. And until we know why, we have a difficult time letting it go. Um, It's almost like you're in a relationship and it breaks up and you keep um, wanting to revisit it, you know, saying, well, you did this to me and you did that to me and you've already hashed over all of that, (laughs) you know, and you haven't gotten answers. So just drop it. Let it go. It was meant to be. That's the way it was. And there's no need to revisit it since you already know what happened. You know the reason behind it. And we as humans want to know the reason. Um, Did that help him with the pain? Has it now surpassed now that he knows the reasoning behind it? Yeah, he doesn't have it anymore. Terrific. Wow. So when you're doing a past life regression, how long... Uh, does it typically take a couple of sessions or can you usually get to a root of a problem in one session? Well, normally um, when you're doing it, it all depends on how willing the person is to release because sometimes the person is not really willing to release it all. And what I usually suggest to somebody is if that happens, come back for another session And see if there's not anything else that we need to visit. Because there may be something else tied into that. If they're not willing to do that, because they're still having some anxiety about really delving too deeply into what has happened to them in the past, then I really suggest having uh, some energy work done to keep them balanced and also the flower essences so that they can go in and help peel away some of those things, even from past lives. Um, And it makes it much easier then to release. Now, what if somebody's just interested in knowing, what if they don't have a pain in their side or a a specific purpose? Can they still get a past life regression? They can. They can. I normally, most of my clients have something that they want to visit and uh, find out about and find out why things are the way they are. But there are times um, that people do come just to have the experience. They usually walk away with an aha moment. Yeah, I've always wanted to have one done, but I've never, my friends that have had them done have had specific hurdles or something that they needed to know why that they the doctors just couldn't figure out. So it was like a last resort for them. Uh And I've just never had that that one thing where I needed to really get an answer. So, but it's always been something I've been interested in. I've always just wondered, like, you know, uh, did I wear the big dresses with the big girdles or, (laughs) you know, just silly things like that. I I did hear from an intuitive years ago that I used to play the harp and I'm like, I did, (laughs) you know, just weird little things like that. So I've never been around a harp, but I've always been curious. Like if I went to the Ritz Carlton and they had a harp on the floor, could I play it? (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. But, you know, sometimes we find ourselves drawn to certain things that uh, or certain areas even uh, of the country or or, uh, certain objects that in past lives we've had an affinity for. 
which is is really kind of cool. Uh, yeah, I wonder but, about that, like personality traits, like mm -hmm. specific things that I do or the, the way that I behave, my, my patterns that I have, I've wondered if those have carried over. Some of them do, and, um, you know, sometimes we're totally different people, um, but the, the core essence of who we are is the same. It's just the outward manifestation of it um, shows up differently a lot of times. Very cool. Well, I definitely want to talk about Merlin. Am I pronouncing oh, his name correctly? Merlin, yes. Merlin. Uh, in doing some research for the show, I was reading your blog, and I just absolutely loved the story that you said about him. Tell our listeners about Merlin. Well, Merlin was a rescue. I uh, He chose me, basically. When he was six weeks old, I found him under a shed at a Home Depot. Um, mom had abandoned him and, uh, I was able to coax him out of the, out from under the, uh, the shed and he literally tore my hand up <laughs> when I picked him up, but I took him home and I decided to name him Merlin. I just thought it fit him. He's totally black and just beautiful. And, uh, as I watched him grow he was he was just a really cool cat black cats i don't know what it is about them they just tend to be really cool they're special i think they are and uh i have a friend who is uh an animal intuitive and she told me that he found me because he helps me with my work with animals and um I thought that was really cool because I was then beginning to really start working with animals a lot. But as he got older, what I found is he will rub up against me incessantly. I mean, it is just one of the most annoying things ever. And I notice it mostly at night. He does it in the evenings and when I get ready for bed. And he will rub and rub and rub and rub. And finally, I just, I sat down with him and I asked him, why do you do this? You're driving me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, well, I'm clearing your energy. And I'm going, oh, okay. And he explained to me that I carry, because of what I do, I pick up a lot of stuff. I'm I'm an empath, and so, of course, I pick up on all kinds of stuff every day. And he's taking that and clearing it for me. I just love that. I just, the, I read that story, and I was like, oh, just love that. Yeah, he is, he is something else. I think that it's amazing that animals have the ability to heal us and help shift our energy. They definitely do. I mean, just think about it. If if you sit down and your cat's in your lap and you're petting your cat, what does that do to your energy? It just Yeah, it just really uplifts you and makes you happy. Mhm. Mm and you know, our our dogs and um I find a lot of um healing being out in nature and watching the animals. Um I I lived in a place I it was actually an apartment. And I had a little yard attached to it, but it, the yard faced the green belt. 
And when I lived there, I had coyotes come up, many, many coyotes, bobcats, rabbits, um, squirrels, possums. Uh, I mean, everything imaginable came up to my yard. And I had the opportunity to just watch. And just watching them and talking with them and communing with them made me feel so good. It was just, you know, the messages I got from them were, were just amazing. And uh, I, they, do have an, they do have a way of healing us. Well, I'm glad that I found the post on that because you and I were talking before the show about my tabby. Mm-hmm. And, I, of course, uh, for people who read my interior site, they know all about Harley. <laughs> and Tabby is the, she's like the popular girl in high school that everybody knows about because she's really loud and obnoxious. She's just <laughs> always in my face. And Harley's like the cool dude in the background, and he comes around when he wants to and when he feels like it, when he's in the mood. So I really honor when he comes to me and, and he wants to molest me because he so mm-hmm. rarely does it. But the other night he was, I was trying to meditate and he was just, he was snorting, he was purring so loud and he was rubbing (laughs) up against me and he was jumping on me and he never behaves like that. And I was like, okay, you're, I, I read Annette's article, you're behaving like Merlin right now. So I'm going to honor this. You're, you're doing something to help me. So I'm going to stop meditating and I'm going to pay attention to you. Right. So and I, was, that, I was happy that I, I had learned of that ability for them. They really are healers, and um, they, I think that's one of the reasons they're here. They always have a, a lesson for us to teach. You know, they teach us something if you watch them and um, are aware that they are teachers. They always have a lesson for us. Well, and like my mom always says, you know, I grew up with animals my whole life, but my mom said, you know, the the wonderful thing about animals is they love you good times and bad. Right. They are non-judgmental. You can be upset with them and yell at them, and five minutes later they will come up and they will be all loving, and it's unconditional love. Oh, absolutely. And we could all learn something from that. Absolutely. You're an animal intuitive, so what are some common anxieties that animals have? How can we help them? Well, you know, a lot of times our animals become mirrors for us. And when our animal is anxious, when our animal is having issues, even physically, we need to take a look at ourselves because they're mirroring back to us what's happening within our energy. Interesting. So it's very important when you've got an anxious animal to take a look at yourself also and say, okay, what am I doing? Where is my energy? And that will oftentimes help your animal um, release a lot of that energy if you can work through yours. And then they will start mirroring back that better, you know, more balanced energy. There are all, I work a lot with shelter dogs. Um, you know, they have issues just like we do. Uh, abandonment ab- issues. <laughs> abandonment, you know, being mistreated. Um, they, they really do. If you, you know, people say, well, they're just animals. No, no, they're not. 
No, they're, they, they have emotions, they have a soul, they, they are definitely like we are, just in different little bodies. And they definitely have the same issues that we have. So when I work with animals, a lot of times, you know, you, you're working with an animal who has a physical Ill, illness, but it goes back to an emotional, something emotional that happened to them. So you really have to, it's like working with people, only they're fur. These are furry. <laughs> yeah, well, even better Usually. if you ask me. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, um, I use a lot of flower essences with, with animals also because it does help bring that anxiety level down. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things that I'm seeing in animals right now is the anxiety because the people are also anxious right now. So many things are going on. And, uh, you know, when we have changes in our lifestyle, when a new member comes into the family, those are dynamics that cause some issues with animals also, Um, ones that we already have. And then, of course, you get into the rescue animals, and that's a whole different thing. Yeah. A lot of times they're, you know, some of them are able to shake it off easily. Um, Other times they're not and they need a little extra help. That would be my tabby. I don't know if you heard her. (laughs) She just belted out a a big roar in the kitchen. Sorry about that, folks. (laughs) Apparently she had something to say. (laughs) Yeah, I can definitely see a difference in my animals. I know that um, years ago when I was working for a design firm, I had been let go. That It was completely unannounced. I had no idea that it was coming. It came out of left field. It completely shocked me. And I remember my cat just being glued to me, just trying to nurture me. And, and it's like they, they sense, you know, when you're, when you're not together and when you're not well, when something has gone wrong. But I can also see when I'm extremely happy and when I'm having a really great day, I notice that they're bouncing around. They're very playful. They're, it's almost like they're smiling. They're happy. Sure. They're running all over the house. So I, 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 believe 100% what you're talking about because I can see it in them when the way that I feel I can see them reflect that well people can be our mirrors also but animals are definitely our mirrors and we have to be completely aware of that and take care of them but also take care of ourselves because they're showing us what's going on sure and when we're around them you know especially our domestic animals we're around them constantly so i can see how our energy patterns are are going to mirror one another mm-hmm. absolutely yep. yeah well annette you offer an array of services on your website there's so many different things and for somebody who is new and looking for a place to start what would you recommend to avoid overwhelm? If they've never heard of EFT, Reiki, Theta Healing, Past Life Regression, well, they've probably heard of that. But yeah. <laughs> uh, if, you know, there, you offer a lot of different things. And if a person does not know what their ailment is or where to start, what would you recommend? Well, I really think the first thing to do is figure out what it is that 
is bothering you the most right now? Is it something physical, emotional, spiritual? Is there one thing? If they can't even figure that out, and a lot of times people can't, then it's just go with what feels right to them. I really, you know, when you talk to, when people call me and talk to me, and I consult with them before we meet, uh, either over the phone or uh, in my office, I can usually come up with a good plan for them if they're stuck. And sometimes it's trial and error because we'll start on one path and that's okay for a minute, you know, for one session, but then we need to change our focus. So it's really important for the person to be willing to do the work, come in open to whatever is offered and allow the process to take place. And it might be a combination of things. It doesn't have to be just one thing. If it's something really deeply ingrained, we may want to go with uh, an EFT session with some Reiki and then maybe follow it up with um, a past life regression. So we, I like to really mix things up and everything is geared toward the individual. Um, I don't want to be a cookie cutter you know, I just can't do that. Every massage I do is different. Every energy session I do is different. You know, they're all so different because they're geared toward the person. Sure. But you'll help if, if somebody's not really sure where to help. Oh, absolutely. You'll help guide them to a starting point. That's my job. Yep. Terrific. Sure well, is. Annette, if people would like to work with you or um, get a little bit of more information, how can they get in contact with you? First, uh, I'd recommend going to my website, and that's AnnetteBingham.com. Just take a look at it, see what draws them, what, what they feel drawn to. Um, they can call me at 432-770-4062. And that's 432 432- Seven seven zero four zero six two, or email me at sswdemo at aol.com and if they have any questions or if they have a question about where do they get started um, a question about anything that I offer I'd be more than happy to talk to them and it's important to uh, know that Annette can and does most of her work over the phone. We do not have to be in Texas, correct? Absolutely, yes. I The energy work can all be done over the phone. Um, I don't particularly like doing past life regressions over the phone or hypnosis. Um, I like to be there with the person because if someone becomes emotional, I want to be able to be there with them as a support, physically be there with them as support. But all the other things that I do uh, can be done through the phone. Terrific. Well, Annette, I have really, really enjoyed talking with you today. This was a great, great show. Well, thank you so much. I really loved it. I'm glad that you uh, were able to come on today. Thanks for making the time for it. You're welcome. All right. Well, we'll talk soon. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Annette's ability to really get to the root of your current energy pattern is an empowering process. So much healing can take place with the help of EFT, Reiki, and past life regression. 
It's important to remember we are all here with a purpose, and like a great running car, we all need tune-ups along the way to keep our engines running great. So ask yourself, what are you going to do today to start creating change in your life that really helps you propel to your greater purpose? I want to thank you for listening today. I'm your host, Amanda, and I hope you've enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. A few changes that I have made to the show is the new spelling of Zen Chakra. Please make note that Chakra now has an extra K, so if you'd like more information on this show or have a question or comment, please email me at zenchakra at gmail.com. You can also visit the blog at zenchakra.blogspot.com. And be sure to spell chakra with two Ks. Alrighty, bye for now.